Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. This is another podcast episode on talk architecture, and I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqob. And today I'm taking a topic from the last episode on challenges facing architecture. One of the topics that interests me, which um, I'm trying to recall from my own experience, and I would like to investigate further with other people, is with regard to the one thing that the architect is trained for. And that is to be the master builder. Now, throughout history, we've heard about this during the Roman times and, you know, like uh, during the Ottoman times when um, Sinan did a lot of those uh, beautiful mosques, um, Suleiman Mosque and the Blue Mosque for the Caliph. And now, uh, the architects not only... Um, do architecture like what we're having it now, what is happening now. The architect then was an engineer. The architect was a surveyor and they do many things. They are, they profess a lot of roles and um, a lot of study is gone and learning is gone and, and doing and practical things. And, and often many of them were apprenticed uh, under masters themselves, and in the particular, uh, the Sinan was the architect for the caliph, so he has to be really, really good in order to get to that position. I I assume so. There's this thing we call the master builder, and we have this uh, connotations and idea that a master builder is someone like Sinan or someone like. Um, uh, I forgot the others, though. And when we even look at the Renaissance, yeah, um, of uh, people who built um, the cathedrals and churches in Italy, uh, Michelangelo, Baromini, Bernini, and all this, uh, all these famous architects who are also sculptor, uh, stonemason, uh, craftsperson. Uh, do metal work and many other intricate work that is to do with the building trades. Yes, fast forward to this 21st century and the article mentioned earlier, which I, I went through the article about the master builder, which is essentially the role that uh, is the main role, the main Occupation of the main activity or the main skill that the architect do in a company, in an architecture company, for the architecture company, um, working on those various projects. So we can call them project architect or, um, pro uh, yeah, usually project architect or an associate in a company now would deal with many projects and then he has he or she has uh, several un, uh, to be supervised uh, who are project architects. I'm thinking about um, the architecture company that I worked with um, not so recently, but I can recall the associate um, working with the director. Uh, the director is mostly to do with getting jobs 
and presentations and um yeah basically getting jobs and uh, the company ha- could have many directors so uh, but often the director would be someone who who get the jobs and if he got the job uh with the help of other directors then they were just a team they're in a the company so then he has he or she has associates that would run the jobs in an uh, overall kind of way from the beginning he would check the designers um he would check on the uh design architect and then he would check on the uh project architect the project ar- architect could be taking f- the, uh the job from after the design um has been done and approved and um or you know send the documentation stage and write to contract implementation and site supervision and site work until it gets built so no way are you going to not get something built obviously this is what architecture is about about contracts about dealing with local authorities and so on yes we get that we get that a lot now the point i'm trying to make is where is the master builder coming and are we training architecture students to be a master builder eventually and that's what i think we are doing right i mean going to get license and professional license later on uh because licensure is about getting um one to um getting one to learn about contracts and laws and that is the importance of licensure where you are able to uh sort out these things that will come um will arise during the uh, project and going to construction and and getting it built so licensure is very important because it it deals with a lot of other people a lot of other sectors and agencies outside of your architectural office and the communication skills is vital how to work in a team how to collaborate how to talk to people and so on so but of course apart from writing um or filing documents to get things moving the architect also coordinates the internal team and also with other consultants we know that all right so far we're good this idea of the master builder goes into similarly into project coordinator if i recall even in the nine, late 1980s when i was during my year out practical training after part 1 the project manager acting on the client but his office is within the architect architectural office and the design architect the associate was also the design architect the project architect was a part 3 graduate and we have the senior draftsman and i was just helping with the drawing so as i observed depending on the architecture company obviously how they would work out things as i observe 
based on the contract, the project manage uh, the project manager uh, just make sure about the contractual terms, meaning that is the project on time and checks on uh, the architect that goes to the site and and so on. And but he seems to be. I remember he was a Scottish guy. He seems to be um, um, doing much of the work, really, than a design architect. I suppose it's to do with the contract. More of a speculative office building. But if it was a um, another sort of contract for a different type of building, maybe the architect... The project architect would also be managing the project more. So it depends really on the contract. So why I'm saying this is because depending on the project, you don't necessarily have the architect doing everything. It could be someone like, I forgot his name now, but the Scottish guy that I know, it could be something like, I don't even know that. I don't think that he's trained as an architect as well. I thought it's maybe from the um, uh, quantitative survey or building profession. So I suspect that um, that's the case. If that's the case, then where is the architect in all this? I mean, there'll be less and less of the architect. Or shall the architect be not to do with design anymore? Do they train in design, but they... They actually know about design, but uh, they don't do design work and it doesn't matter. So what you choose eventually to work on um, also depends on so many factors, salary, obviously, and and where you want to be, the position that you want to be in, how how much you want to learn, how much you want to get to another stage. And we're talking about from the mid-level stage... That's what I'm concerned with. From the mid-level stage, after six to ten years of experience, you can't get to be an associate for some reason. So maybe you've dedicated your life to being in this architecture company for for six to ten years, but you're still doing the same stuff that you've been doing during that time. Now, I could imagine myself, never mind, not in an architecture company, but just as a lecturer, not doing, not learning on or doing the same thing over and over again. Don't people know that this is somewhat wrong, that people are not learning? So you would say the onus is on the person that they don't want to learn anything new, just keep on doing because it's just a job. Now, when I talk about it's just a job and people will say to me that, hey, you got, we've got mouths to feed. There are other things in life and architecture is just a job. And what are you going on and on about um, all these things that you're talking, all these theories, they have none, it's not of concern to us. Um, yeah, you are right. What are all these chat about? You know, at the end of the day, we're just living our life and providing for our family and trying to live our best life. And um, But then I often wonder about the intellectual 
um, development of a human being. It probably is related to the mental health of a human being. And that if you're a professional, you know, the usual professionals, doctor or lawyer or uh, accountant or engineer, an architect or all the other professionals, yeah, um, there is something like the university that you went through and there is something about the desire, the will to get to where you are now. And if that's all it is, then someone will make a decision. I'm just going to be, okay, I'm six to ten years now in this architecture company. They're not going to make me an associate. I'm going to... I've gone to see the therapist. I've, I've, I did work on my mental health. And uh, I, I think it's time for me to, to do something else. Now, if you were an observer and think in hearing this out, I mean, it just say that we're a very objective observer and we're not to have our sentiments. Like maybe, we, you know, if we have sentiments and we sort of uh, expressed it uh, but it's from our own. We're not really concerned with that person. We just express it on our own. We're saying, hey, uh, that's a shame. So many years of, of architecture, learning, and you just decide to do, to do some other job. But we, what is, you know, we, it's not our right in a way to say that, um, our concerns, we actually have to empathize with the person, um, so the the answer could be, I think I could, even though it will set me back of, um, this, in terms of salary, but at least I can have another experience when I work as a developer or when I do a different, entirely different job that's nothing to do with being an architect. Even a project manager, I mean, that is very close to being an architect, but um, totally different, you know, maybe... Uh, selling a product or if they went into specialization that has to do with architecture as doing a business selling a product um that is fine and good because you know the industry has a lot of people with a lot of background doing a lot of different stuff so if architecture doesn't make you happy anymore and what you've learned in school is not relevant anymore you can branch out that's Easy peasy, but but if you actually are frustrated because you were not given the chance to be an associate of that company that you invested about six to ten years with working, then there is something else. Is it to do with you or to do with the opportunity. If you have performed well year in, year out, then there's something that is not right in terms of the growth or the potential that the company directors or associates, well, associates does the job, but it's more of the directors and the partners think of you. And of course, you can always go in to another company at the level that you are in, or even as an associate, if you are really that good. So another another choice, obviously, is to um, create your own um, architecture practice. 
Now, I'm more concerned with the situation, the mental health situation in that particular time that this person has to go through. Now, how many years would you need to be an associate? That's probably six years or even less. So what are you doing in seven, eight, nine, ten years at the same level? So wouldn't the lack of growth, the lack of transformation, the lack of learning, the lack of enjoyment, wouldn't those things affect you mentally? And if it affects you mentally, it may affect um personally. It may affect you in other part other other aspects of your life. So that's my concern about the mid-level architect that never gets to go to the senior level at the rate or at the timing that he or she expects. In other endeavors, even as an architecture lecturer, we do find this problem as well, that we're stuck at one level, but because the nature of a job is different, it is to do with um, um, career uh, aspirations, uh, obviously, always to do with what we want to do every day. If we want to manage people, we can get to that level. Now, this subsequently is um, something that one need to um, acquire as you go through life. Um, sort of satisfaction that one can have after working on something. Time passes by and suddenly you're at the age of 40 or maybe 45 and you're still not at the senior level. And even in other... Um, um, career, may it be in academia, at 45, you'd be thinking, I should be an associate professor by then. So um, these things happen where you just try to make things good for you being in that situation, but it may... It may often than not affect you mentally. The work environment could be conducive for you to be doing things to distract yourself. But the goal or the vision that you have for yourself is something that you may blur it out because, you know, you it hurts. Yeah, it's too painful to think about it that you're not being appreciated or you're not being helped to go to the next stage. Is it the fault of the employee or the fault of the managers and top management? So obviously one, if one is an employee, one would blame the top management. But at the end of the day, to be honest, to really, really be honest, a lot of people are going through the same scenario and why should one be special or one be, you know, 
be focused upon to to help this particular person. I mean, it's it's common. It's a common problem that many people at mid level career has. So um, this is when a a mentoring or a coaching program could assist a person at mid level who seems to be, you know, blocked by a ceiling. A metaphorical ceiling or a um, an obstruction to them getting what they want, because everybody wants something. When it cut down to the chase, you ask somebody point blank and in all honesty, I want to be an associate. I want to be the director. I want to be in a position where I could. be managing the whole section or design section and I want to be the person who who makes or who motivate other people. You know, there is this whole experience that somebody doesn't get to be, get to be doing. A person did not have the chance, did not have the um, opportunity to do. And it all boils down to that person wanted to to change things around. Their ability to actually make a decision to, like I mentioned a few scenarios just now, to start on your own, to go to another company, or to do a specialization or do something similar, but or something different. It's entirely up to that person, but the pain and the suffering could lead to a more negative outcome, which we don't want that to happen. So that is something that that um, I'm concerned with, and I, I'm 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 running a program to deal with that that concern. Of we don't want negative things uh, to hap- to to be to happen to that person because it seems to be out of control. It seems to be um, you don't you feel alone. You're not getting help. There seems to be lack of um, you can't talk to anyone. Um, people don't understand, or people closest to you don't understand. And um, it's a shame, you know, a feeling of guilt and shame and, and a lot of other factors. Um, a lot, all these negative feelings around oneself and one have to deal with this. Like nowhere to go, stuck. And not only not able to move to the next level of um, in the company, but not able to move within yourself, in your thoughts, not able to talk to the top bosses, not able to find the right information, 
it's something that many people go through and it's not to do with uh, architecture alone. It's to do with um, to do with a human being, a professional. In other professions, um, someone would... Um, Uh, in other professions, some some people would also have this problem, and it's the whole setup of having this um, company, a uh, big company or a medium sized company, and and it's all to do with how the company grow, how the company takes care of the pers- of their staff or the employees, and um, so many other factors. But so this is a a problem that's encountered by a lot of people in mid-level management or mid-level professional capacity. So I'd like to um, get back to the point with regard to the master builder. So the idea of the master builder is in everybody's mind in the sense that what is an architect and you make out what you you think an architect should do in your minds and where you want to be, but that if it is to be a master builder or a project coordinator a manager then fine you are living your dream and it's just the day-to-day activity that will assist you in for being fulfilled or happy the uh, the day-to-day is the most important aspects of your work when you know dealing with problems as we see them or being challenged by them collectively or individually as so we are part of a team and and um um so that is the challenge yeah the day-to-day challenge but if you can't function you can't it's just too much too much of um anger and resentment will come out of it then there is something that is needed to be helped and and hence we're going to come to a conclusion here with this podcast episode and the conclusion is yes the idea of the master builder the idea of sinan which you can't do in this day and age but you see the idea of star architects having their own signature architecture being able to um give talks and be influential that is uh, how many little bit of percentage of the population and in architecture itself there's only a few star architects but that idea probably more to do with the architecture students in the first and second year or rather than um a practicing architect really but one person, a few persons could be working towards that uh, idea and how working in the system, within the system to come to fulfill their wants. So that, the master builder is a concept and a concept that helps you for a while to think about what's an architect. But the reality of what's happening in practice with reference to uh, Brennan's article that I had comment on the last episode with challenges facing architecture. Um, so coupled with that, 
And his recommendation on digital practices and methodologies to resolve many of these managing and technical aspects of architecture practice is well and good. But the whole idea, the whole notion of what an architect is, depending on the person at what stage of his architecture career he or she is experiencing. And with that, I suppose, is similar to other professions as well. The idea of a lawyer or the idea of an engineer um, or accountant. I'm sure there are these ideas when one set out to study uh, the first time at the beginning. If that is of concern, but sometimes, often, and I would think, people don't really think about that. They just think about the everyday, the day-to-day. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast episode on the Master Builder. Is it reality or is it just a myth? Thanks for listening.